They took one episode off from guests and their minds devolved so much we had to edit out almost 10 minutes of nonsense to give you 45 minutes of crap. This is above the fold and below your expectations. Everyone, it has been too damn long where we've had a show with just Jeff and I. Um, not that we don't like guests, we love our guests, but to be honest, we, we kind of needed this alone time together to kind of bring it back to basics. And that's what you guys have right now is a basics, no holds barred, in the ring, Thunderdome podcast of Above the Fold. Dude, it's been a while, man. We, you gotta, it pre- has been, you gotta yeah. prepare questions. You have to uh, do things beforehand. You actually have to prep your guests. You have to be nice. Stuff sucks. <laughs> hor- hey, sorry to our guests, man. That stuff, that's brutal. It's a lot of work. Dude, I, there was too much prep. I want to get on the air and I want to bullshit first, about stuff. This is my therapy session. Started. This is for you. It's for me. <laughs> <laughs> I need this. When we... When we first started, it was like going to be like three guests, right? Like three guests in a row, and then suddenly it snowballed, and we kept getting more as the as the recording sessions went on, and it, it turned into this thing where suddenly every other week or every other recording that we had a guest on, and it was you're right, the prep damn near killed us. It wasn't just that; it was like five in a row. We had we had five guests yeah. in a row. Ah, <laughs> uh, it was exhausting. And true to point, everyone. We haven't planned. We have no plan. We have no <laughs> idea where we're going. Uh, no, Absolutely to be, none. To be fair, oh, I just watched the show Letter Kenny on Hulu. Have you seen that before? Yeah. These, um, no. It, it's these redneck farmers out in like podunk nowhere in Canada. Okay. Um, it's hilarious. And uh, they, they decided whenever you say to be fair, it sounds like a really cocky English thing to say. Like, to be fair, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just joins in like in a big chorus. To be fair, to be fair. <laughs> I have five bullet points here to talk about. Uh, maybe six, actually. Uh, uh, number six you don't know about. I got shamed by my canoeing team. <laughs> so, <laughs> I put a I put an asterisk next in my notepad that says canoeing shame. <laughs> and if if I died and somebody just found this artifact and read about this, <laughs> they go through all my stuff and they say, huh, canoeing shame. <laughs> It's like two words I love that just this don't fit because together. I had I had legitimately forgotten about I had remembered archery. I remembered archery. Oh, yeah. I had forgotten about the canoe. Well, someday I'm going to I'm going to combine those two. We're going to have a real we're going to have a real party. I don't know party. why you haven't. I don't know why they haven't done that. I don't know why there's not an archery canoe club out in California where you have Nerf arrows and just battle each other. Have a have a canoe battle with with arrows. There, new club. Even, even Make better. It happen. Standing on the canoe, Daniel Day-Lewis with an arrow, you throw me a beer, shoot the arrow through the beer, shotgun it in the boat. Yeah, that should be an Olympic sport. That should that <laughs> needs to be done and done perfectly well. Yeah, it's like, um, it's like the counter to the biathlon, the uh, Norwegian drive-by. With, with the soundtrack of Last of the Mohicans, I think you absolutely need that oh, as well yeah. when, when all this is happening. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Now now I want to be in a canoe with beer. Let's do it. I'm, I'm ready. I, I'm going to start training. What do we got in the world today? Should we? Uh, What's happening? Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, man. Um, there's a massive story about Facebook that came out today. Um, I'm just going to, it's called Bodies in, the S- in Seats. I'm just going to read the uh, headline and the subhead. Bodies in Seats at Facebook's worst performing content moderation site in North America. One contractor has died and others say they fear for their lives. 
And this thing is like a novel. I think it's like 10,000 words long. I haven't I haven't read it. It just is, came out today. Is it like The Atlantic? Must be. Those are, like what long form? Well, it's on The Verge. The oh, Verge. Oh, it's com. on The Verge. Right, right, right. It's on the verge. <clears throat> um, and Fearing and for their lives. Video like what with. is the Zuck come, walking up and down the halls with a mace or what? Well, oh wait. Come if, on. Even if he was, is that really going to make you scared? If Mark Zuckerberg is <laughs> walking around with mace, dude, have you seen his eyes during the testimony? The hearing. <laughs> He's a robot. Damn right, I'm scared of him. How would okay, you, how would you design a robot? I would design it to look like Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> You'll, you, and then the face comes off, hey, and then yeah. yeah. Yeah, you would never design it to look like Arnold. It's scary as a human to look like that. Mm, that's right? true. That's actually a exactly. very good point. You'd, you'd want like a Ex innocent Machina. looking human Ex thing, but yeah. Ex Machina. It's really scary. Exactly. Ex Machina. Yeah. But no, so this is about the uh, the people who review like the violent content mm -hmm. that shows up on Facebook, like the Christchurch live stream that happened. It's humans that have to like report that and get it off the site how is that as not fast a, as possible. How do they not have an algorithm for that? Well, I guess, I, well, motion picture, I don't know how they would be able to. I don't know. I don't know. Cause well, I mean, a lot of the uh, prove your human ones, it's photos, like pick the photo with the car or the bridge. Apparently yeah. a robot can't do that. No right. humans can. Right. So this whole article and granted I've skimmed it, but like a lot of it is about their lives and what, you know, what their experience was like there, the truly awful experiences, a little bit about what they saw. I just, I, I still go back to your question though. I can't believe in this day and age, we still need humans to monitor this violent crap on Facebook. Dude, working in that department, that must be like the darkest corner of the web. That, or if you ever had to moderate YouTube comments, that's probably, probably on a par. It can't be. It can't be healthy. I mean, you're you're literally like all we oh. hear is how negative, you know, how how bad the negative side of comments are, or the internet, or so on. How it how it creates, you know, you know, mental issues and anxiety and so on. And yet, these people are paid to willfully go through all that day in and day out. Jesus. It sounds awful. That sounds horrible. So let me ask you a question: Why the hell do we even have Facebook? I'll I'll I don't know why we have Facebook anymore. I don't. What we, we've net talked benefit? about this on <laughs> what net benefit is there? Uh, I'm honestly trying. I think the argument is because, quote unquote, it's always been there or all my pictures are there or, you know, uh, how am I going to talk to my high school acquaintances for the rest of my life without Facebook, which let's be honest, we don't want to talk to our high school people you oh. know, all that much. And the people we do talk, we talk to in person or we find them at the bar. I don't know, but yeah. I have no real answer to your question as to why do we need Facebook. I would argue that Facebook disappears, neutron bomb goes off, everybody's lives yeah. are two percent better tomorrow morning. I would argue it's twenty percent better. May tomorrow yeah, morning. maybe I'm being conservative. I mean, you know what? Re in real, so my wife um, this past year, there's a thing called Lent before Easter. And yeah. some um, people who were raised Catholic will. That where you give something up? You give something up, you know. And um, uh, truth be told, I never do. <laughs> um, but the uh, my wife does. And this year, she gave up Facebook, and that meant she had to delete it off her phone and um, not, not not use it at all. That being said, she was able to use it on a computer because she's president of the PTA, and a lot of their interaction with other parents was actually through a Facebook group. Um, 
what happened though? And it was funny because after, and not to be like an asshole, but like my wife will be on Facebook a lot, you know, on her phone and whatever. So it was kind of a big deal for her to kind of delete it off her phone. And after about two weeks, my wife said um, it made her realize just how often she picks up her phone like randomly. It's almost like a, a you know, a, a, just a random reaction just to check Facebook. Yeah. And like she, she knew she kept doing it and like, oh, right, it's not there anymore. And then she would put her phone down. Yeah. Um, so going back to what you said before, I do think Facebook dies tomorrow, atomic blast or whatever. I do think it's like after shock, people will feel 20% better about their lives. Yeah, that benefit is, well, <clears throat> yeah, there's going to be a shock. There's going to be a little pain, just like it is a withdrawal, right? So when she yeah. went to check her phone and there was nothing there, she didn't get that little dopamine hit. But when it comes <laughs> down to it, that's all it is. It's just a dopamine hit. You know, nobody actually mm -hmm. goes on Facebook, puts it down and goes, damn, I feel really good about today. I've, I'm so <laughs> glad I did that. That never, that never happens, right? It's just a, it's a quick dopamine hit and, and it's a guilt machine. Somebody's birthday. Yeah. Somebody's birthday. You're guilted oh. into saying happy birthday to them. Somebody's ugly kid is born. Totally you're guilted stopped. into lying about how good looking their kid is. Just get rid of it. We should. We should just get rid of it. Yeah. It's no, it's no use. It's not good for us. Just, just get rid of it. We'll have none of this stuff. We'll, we're going to have to just dismantle the Zuck and sell him <laughs> off his, his spare parts, I guess. Do you think, and then we'll move on, but do you think yeah, we there is a version of social media that could exist that wouldn't be as detrimental or neg as negative impacting as Facebook or is all social media damned? Uh, I don't know. Cause on one hand, I think yes, for example, in on Twitter, because that's where most of the people in our space are in content marketing, digital marketing, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And yeah. I get my news there and I heard, you know, we'll learn things from Rand Fishkin, which is one of the topics we're going to talk about today. You know, like he's posting stuff. That's the first place that I'm going to find it. So that's, I think that's a positive thing in that you can get good information fast. But I think on a negative side is you can get bad information really fast too. Like it is, it's a dumpster. Some of these threads on mm. Twitter is, is like the bottom rung of society just uh, fueling the hate machine, you know? So from that viewpoint, I think it's crap. And I think it can just create these echo chambers because it just has this algorithm just keeps feeding you the same things that you're interested in over and over and over again, you know? And I don't think that's in that positive. So that's a, that's a valid point. I, yeah, that echo chamber and having it. Yeah, no. And double up on itself. Like, Oh, you like this type of news. Here's more of that type of news. That's just going to feed into like the beast for better or for worse. And you're not getting, you know, you're not getting a viable look into all sides of an argument or an issue or what have you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't know as they are right now, I would probably say no, I don't think so. I don't think mm. it inspires creativity. I don't think it inspires real communication. I think it's just all about image crafting. So I know I sound like the old man yelling, get off my lawn, but I mean, I think, <laughs> it, but at the same time, I think I'm right. You are right. No, I think, I think the next generation coming up, I do, th I mean, it's, 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 it's already built in, quite frankly. You've seen the numbers. Those kids are not going to go on Facebook. So the, the, the death bell is already kind of scheduled. It's well, just a question of when. This is, well, this is a good seg because you sent me an article on Instagram thinking about getting rid of likes, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. What that would mean was 
anytime you post a picture, you would never see the number of likes, right? I mean, I guess you could, what does it mean? You could heart it, but you wouldn't actually see a tally. Is that the way it works? I think that's the way it would work. Like, yeah, you could, you could, you could like something technically, but you would not be able to see like five people versus 5 million people like that, that photo. And the article was about like, what would, what would happen? And to even just think about, and granted, to be fair, Instagram has actually tested this. You know, it's not it's not like a, a what if sort of you know conversation. It's it's, it's been tested and people are trying it out. Um, but what would it mean? You know, what what happens when we stop looking at that number and we start looking at you know what's going on in the picture or who this person is or what they're saying about the picture? Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what it means. People are gonna have to find validation <laughs> through themselves rather than through a like. <laughs> vapid existence <laughs> online. Uh, I Also, what it means is influencers are going to have a damn rough go at this. If that's what's going to happen. Influencers. Yeah. You love influencers. They're, I, what oh, are they going to do, Jeff? You know what? Oh, my God. This warms They're gonna my be dark little heart. So good. So good. <laughs> Take away their favorite little toy. We got to get Shane back on here for this. What will happen? What will have you can oh seriously, man. They can't live in a world without likes. Well, they would What's have to happen? in order to prove their worth, they would have to actually show real numbers. And we know that a likes count is basically a bullshit number. It can be fabricated right. in so many different ways. And even if it is real, we have no idea how how much real influence somebody has over people. So yeah, I think they'd have to come up with a new way to prove their worth online, which would be really interesting because I don't think they probably have any. But how would you even do that? I mean, I know I, I, well, I guess is what people, how, how many people are following you? The, I mean, is it is something like in a weird way, like backlinking, like backlinks, like figuring out who likes that account and how authoritative or, you know, whatever they are, or is it, is it something else that doesn't exist where they are reviewing the content and, and objectively saying, yeah, this one's pretty good. This one's consistent. I like the message coming out of this thing. I think they'd have to do it the, the way the rest of us mature marketers do. They'd have to track clicks through and track conversions after that, like the way they should be doing it. So if you post something, um, you know, post me modeling in a, in a onesie with a bottle of vodka. And nope, 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 nope. You don't want to, no? I don't want to see, no, I don't want to see that image in my mind, but go on, you continue. Good? All right, all right, yeah. well. <laughs> So, something very, very similar to that leopard print or whatever. Somebody clicks through <laughs> on a product and then purchases it on the website, track it back, and you can see this happened as a result of Jeff's onesie leopard print uh, influence. So that makes sense. And that's a very, yeah, that's money and that's e-com. And I mean, I think there's even, I mean, you can even do that now. But what about where it's literally just someone talking about their life or about, you know, that maybe they're, maybe they're tracking a journey through Africa, through their Instagram account. And it, without any likes, are we going to, are we going to say something like, Oh, look at these, you know, series of Instagram posts because this person really knows what they're doing. And we appreciate these. Where does that come from? When there's no money changing hands, when it literally is just all about content, how the hell are you going to be able to kind of quantify that? We can't. I don't think you can. Well, then we're screwed. Then, we're screwed, well, man. Well, we're not screwed. We're fine. We didn't get it. We didn't <laughs> We didn't start this fire. We didn't dig this hole. We didn't. <laughs> no, we didn't start the fire. Yeah. Absolutely not. Nor would we try.
Let's just bring a little bit of that uh, that darkness back with the influencer. There was another article during our break that I I relished sending you from the Daily Mail, where it was about an Instagram star <laughs> with three million followers who tried to sell T-shirts and couldn't <laughs> sell more than thirty six. Couldn't three oh million people said all right three million accounts. She had said no. So she had <laughs> no. To be fair, two two million nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred and sixty three said no. <laughs> could you could you imagine? Like, well, I man, the the reason why this makes me feel so warm and fuzzy inside is because I just like to call out fake stuff, the people that are yeah. phonies, and this is. This is like point in case. This is really nail in the coffin. You call yourself an influencer. Mm-hmm. You can't sell 40 shirts. You're fake. Nobody cares. Nobody really cares. <laughs> you know, you have to create. And what it comes back down to for me is that they're not creating anything of value. Like you're not actually creating anything. You just think you're important because of a bunch of arbitrary likes, which may, may or may not be going away. And the answer was, you know what? I'm going to sell a T-shirt to prove, you know, or not likability or whatever and it's just like nope we so what we do not want I don't, I don't even recall so what happened she look, she tried to sell some t-shirts for a brand was it a brand i think it was i think it was her own brand that she was trying to, to launch uh, um so it wasn't like it wasn't it wasn't like a known brand it was hers yeah <laughs> it, was, it was her thing that she was trying to launch because after you beget three million instagram accounts obviously you want to start a fashion trend <laughs> or a fat you know can you imagine how inflated your head would get if you got three million <laughs> likes and uh how, how important you'd think that you would be like oh i can start my own brand a fashion brand and then they step out of the real world it's like oh man it sucks out here i've always wondered and maybe this is a dumb question or a dumb thought but like if you had three million followers and literally all of them liked some, like every one of your posts, that must be annoying as hell to have on your phone. And maybe that's just me, but like, if my phone was constantly buzzing because of three million oh. freaking likes happening in an hour, Could you imagine all those dopamine hits? That would be like heroin. I guess, yeah. That must be that must be part of it. it it's, it's straight, you know, digital heroin going right oh. into the uh, right into the head. <laughs> Reminds me, I got a great story for you. I'm ready. This just came out the other day. Yeah. Uh, this this woman posted on, I think it was on Barstool Sports. It got picked up by Barstool Sports. <laughs> um, a picture of her dad. And the conversation was, I think she was an influencer. And her dad says, so what is this influencer thing? I can do that. And he's a construction <laughs> dude. He's, he's like wearing a construction, um, you know, glowy outfit thing. And yeah, yeah. he took a picture <laughs> of him drinking out of a tiny little... Uh, espresso saucer laughing and another picture of him holding his leather gloved hand behind him with the hashtag take me with you and another construction guy putting his hand up to her you know that picture right it's like it's usually some woman walking in front of a guy and they're putting their hands out to each other and there's another picture of him throwing the coffee you know and last i checked i think he has like 1.2 million followers now it's called just a construction guy genius I know it's brilliant. It's just it's like I can do this. This is I'm an influencer, <laughs> and he tags everything influencer life. <laughs> it's so it's so good. But honestly, you could. I mean that that is because it's you know 
going, it's it's subverting that whole thing, and that's why it works, and that's why it's fantastic. I don't know why you don't do this on a, on instead of you know failing at the canoe, you could be doing this stuff. You could be creating these subversive Instagram accounts, mocking the influencers. This should have been your hobby. I didn't, I didn't fail. I got shamed. Well, either way, it yeah. it sounded like it was a bad Sunday afternoon for you. It was a bad on Sunday the afternoon. on the pond. It's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm send you some of these pictures. It's hilarious. <laughs> Wait, your shame is has been documented with photos. Oh, my shame? No, 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 no. It wasn't. It wasn't documented. Oh, oh. No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, thank God. <laughs> but yeah, going back to it, like. I don't, I don't, I, I don't know why you would think selling a t-shirt would, uh, would be a good idea. And I'm curious as to where this person goes now, you know, and I don't even want to mention her name. It's inflated ego. That's, that's why they would think that it's a good idea. But honestly, at this point, I mean, she's living like her post fire festival life now. What, what goes on? You know, <laughs> where do you go from here? Oh, solid reference. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. Well. Now, she, what happens is she realizes that she doesn't have any influence. She has three million followers that don't care about her and don't really, <laughs> aren't really interested. Hey, check your phone real quick. I just sent it to you. Okay. All right. Hold on. Hold on. While I'm doing this, um, yeah. just just a reminder that um, yeah, I know you don't watch the show, but Billions. Um, oh, yeah. I've seen I that love. before. It's, like, it's a good show. Oh, man. Damien Lewis? I love that show. So, yeah, yeah. So the last, and that's. That, that is a solid picture of uh, just a construction guy, by the way. <laughs> um, <coughs> but no, one of in the in the not, there's no spoilers here, but in one of the lines in the last season, um, Wags, who's basically um, the guy's uh, Axelrod's uh, right hand man, comes into the room and goes, oh, "This isn't a fire drill. Love this is a guy. fire festival." <laughs> yeah, you know, it was amazing. Oh God, he was on uh, Breaking Bad. You remember? Yes. Yeah. yeah he was Gale. Gale, that was it. And do you remember the uh, karaoke song you did with the background? <laughs> the starship yes. background? Oh, man. Oh, so good. Oh. That was so the good. The fact that he can play Gale and Wags. What in, a rage. Like, seriously. Yeah. Seriously. I don't know what is. You know what? Let's get that guy on the podcast. And just, just yeah. for shits. Just to see what it was like, man. Oh, okay. Or better yet, let's just have him on the podcast as Wags. And that would be entertaining <laughs> enough. Oh God! He just shreds me the entire episode. That'd be great. Yeah, that would be so come on and be like, no, no, I want to talk about my acting. Like, no, 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 dude, you're Wags right now. We just want you as Wags from Billions. If we can't get That's Wags, it. anybody, any of our listeners that would be interested in shredding me on the podcast, you're welcome to. That would be great. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so much entertainment. You know what? Right Should we? Should we um should we do it like a GoFundMe or like some sort of charity event shred, where people pay to roast you on the podcast? Shred Shred Baker. The Baker uh, Woodchipper. I'd love it. The, the Baker Chipper. I'd love it. Well, speaking of shredding, like we're we're finding these segues somewhat uh, organically here. North Face. North Face did something. And look, this is just the headline. So I don't even, I don't even have to like tell you. The North Face just did the one thing no marketer should ever do. <laughs> Oh God! And what direction? There's so could many this things. Go? There's uh, so many things that could happen. Off the top, like without even like me reminding you what this story was about. What do you think this could be? I can't say. What it is the, the one I, thing? I can't say what came up. Nope. I can't be honest with you right now. I can't be honest. I can't. I can't. Okay. I can't All record right. it. Can't record it. Don't. Don't. <laughs> um, 
the company hacked Wikipedia pages and (laughs) and replaced images of famous locations with images featuring its products in an attempt to rank at the top of search results. They were trying to game the system through hacking Wikipedia. Um, I can only imagine what the meeting was like when this was pitched and the amount of like, (laughs) wait, how do you hack? How do you hack Wikipedia? Does it explain in there? I mean, you you just edit it, man. Like you, I mean, hack is probably the wrong word. Hack in this sense means like they went into a Wikipedia page and just changed the entry, like well, really a, a couple dozen times. Can you do that? No, but you have to. I you you have to like um, what do you call it? You you have to be like a Wikipedia editor. I don't know. Maybe I guess they did hack. Oh. It. who knows? Um, so maybe they found I'm a not, Wikipedia not a, editor and hacked <laughs> hacked their Wikipedia. Is that what happened? <laughs> Put them in a room and say, you will do this right now. <laughs> uh, North Face is huge. They're really big out here in California. They're huge here, too, in Boston. And Well, you guys have those every- coyote fur jackets that everybody wears around, those $1,000 status symbols. Yeah. Those yeah. are horrible. I mean, I I bought into it. I At one point, I said, oh, oh I should get a North Face. You and I always felt... The North Face jacket was like, oh, I'm going to be super. No, it's a fucking jacket. It's, yeah. it's got, I've had warmer jackets than this thing. So whatever. Oh, um, no, I was, I was talking about the I, jacket that you guys all have out there on the East Coast. What is that thing? Arctic, Canadian, Canadian something or other. It's like. I guess I don't know. It has is the red the patch on it and they use, they use sustainably sourced, responsibly sustainably sourced coyote fur around the, around the neck of it. <laughs> yeah right is that an oxymoron uh, or what no. <laughs> I think so that sounds real bad um, whatever it is I don't have it and maybe it's because I can't afford it but um, who knows uh, I don't know what jacket you're talking Canada about Goose. Canada Goose Look, just look that uh, see, up I said Goose didn't I say Goose I said something Goose so I guess I did kind of know it back in like you know my mind somewhere but uh, again mm. yeah I don't have that I don't yeah. have that either Going back to North Face, though, um, truly, truly bad idea in terms of like, not only I mean, I get you could make the argument if the if they had gone to Wikipedia, maybe partnered with them to do this as like a prank, maybe it would have worked and they would have gotten you know a little bit more of a positive press on this. But no, this was an awful idea using Wikipedia, um, putting their own photos in like known landmarks. So much trust can be lost off of this so much like what the hell were you thinking sort of thing. I mean, it's not as bad as the Pepsi commercial, but uh, we need to clarify for our audience. So <laughs> what, what do they do? They did product uh, placement in what, like a Mount Rushmore. <laughs> what did they just like sneak an Arctic, uh, what should I call it? A North face jacket into, uh, into Mount Rushmore or uh, <laughs> like going down the Niagara falls. How did that work? That was my understanding. Yeah. Unethically manipulated Wikipedia um, to kind of use um, them to kind of show North Face in various places around the world. Yeah. <laughs> they were trying to like, game the system that way. Crudely photoshopped, <laughs> like product <laughs> placement all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was an example. I think it's gone now. The lighting's um, bad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> it's a former influencer <laughs> stuck on a mountainside with a North Face jacket. I hope they didn't sell with, thirty-three with, jackets. 
Yeah, yeah. With three million bo- with boxes God. of three million T-shirts surrounding that person. How do they not <laughs> think that that was going to come back around and bite them in the ass? Because no one thinks like that anymore. And honestly, this goes back to what you brought up many episodes ago about like ethical e- ethics and like ethical behavior and yeah. where does that exist? You know, and honestly, we live in a world where you hit delete and suddenly that tweet doesn't exist anymore. And the news cycle will pass you by and suddenly you're not part of the news anymore. Mm. You know, it's very easy to screw up and then move on after you apologize. Um, because it's just that easy online. I, I think that's part of it, man. I mean, if this was, if this was something that was going to last for like years, I think people would think, you know, twice about doing stuff like this, but honestly, I can't even find, and maybe I'm just looking not looking hard enough, but I can't even find, you know, the examples of how this happened with North Face and Wikipedia, probably because they're gone. And mm. maybe this, even the screenshots are gone. I'm trying to, I'm going to try to Google it. If we can find it, <laughs> We find I'm going to send it out. It's got to be ridiculous. It probably is. I mean, this is an older story, too. Like, because I, I know I sent this to you like a month or a month and a half ago. So, like, yeah, published. Published May 30th, 2019. So, oh, it, may, right. it may as well be like five years ago at this point. Um, it's too old. Just uh, search North yeah, Face I think doctored what... photos and Hitler came up. They, they, couldn't have, <laughs> they couldn't have gone that They couldn't have gone that far. Like they've got, got, or maybe the internet's attacking them. I don't know. You'd imagine they've got like North Face patches on dolphins or something. Like they've when has marketing gone too far? Oh shit, that's awful. Lee Harvey Oswald (laughs) is here. I I think uh, I think this is a Google fail. (laughs) You know what? I think I found one on images. I'll send it to you later. But I, I think this might be one of them. I'm not sure. But it, it's coming off a New York Times article about the whole controversy. So if it is, probably, uh, yeah. if it is, send it my way. Bad. We'll put it on the show notes. It'll be hilarious. <laughs> I'm laughing because 99% of the time when you say, hey, we're just going to put that in the show it notes, never goes uh, it never happens. Yeah, it never goes. never goes in the show notes. I forget. Yeah, you, I say, just... you say shit like that. It's like, yeah, it's going to be in the show notes. Yeah. Do we even have show notes, Jeff Baker? Do those even exist anymore? Um, uh, no, I don't. I don't think they do. I don't. I don't think so. Like, I'm not gonna write them. <laughs> so yeah, you got a job. You're, you're promising something in a place that doesn't even exist. You got a job. You're, you're like North Face right now. You're yeah. basically North Face. I'm like, it's like, oh, it sounds like a great idea, but then when it comes down to doing, I'm like, oh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why did I say that? That's such a bad idea. Yeah. No, I, I said it oh. in like a generality. We should like, you know, as a as a common, like, not as an I'm going to do it. I like, guess in, like, as a group, we mm. should think about doing it, and somebody other than me should mm-hmm. do it. That's that's what... Mm. So you're, like, you're passing the buck along. Like, basically, if you were going to do this, this is what you should do. You should put all this information in the oh, show yeah. notes. Not even... If it had these show notes existed in the first place. Not just passing the buck, created the buck, and then tried <laughs> to give it to somebody else. Well, I was just going to say about creating the buck and passing it along, um, perfect segue to Rand with his blog about the antitrust case against Google. And basically, Ran Fishkin, just if anyone doesn't know who we're talking about, Ran Fishkin laying it all out for the Department of Justice as to what they should do, what they should focus on, and how they should attack, quite frankly, one of the biggest corporations the United States has. Um, He published this earlier this month, June 4th, and... I wonder if anyone in the Department of Justice has looked at this or, quite frankly, even understands everything that Rand 
is trying to trying to lay out here. Um, There's a lot, to but it's interesting here. because There's well, it's not even just like, hey, by the way, here are five things. No, Rand like goes deep. Rand dives right into the crap of oh, this. Yeah, he basically basically just built a case against Google. He, he almost wrote this article as evidence that they could use directly in a court. Maybe he knows that they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Maybe he watched that last Google deposition. It's like, oh, hell no. I'm going to give them a script, mm-hmm. and this is what they're going to read off, and here's all the evidence to to throw the book at them. I mean, and you're right, because he doesn't, like, he while he goes through, and let's just be honest, he goes through, like, some of the first quick things about, like, how Google is pretty much, you know, uh, failing at what they're trying to, <laughs> not, at not being, you know, whatever, the corporation. But the um, he also goes through what are the United States antitrust laws. Like, it's not even the fact that he's, like, pointing stuff out. He's actually giving it context and backing it up. Like, by the way, if you didn't know, these are the laws they're breaking. And he yeah. goes through the Sherman Act, the Federal Trade Commission Act, the Clayton Act. I've never heard of, well, I've heard of the Federal Commission, Trade Commission, that, but not the other two. Jesus, um, hell no. That's, heard any of those that's how that's how deep he's diving into these things, man. Um, <laughs> just to be, I mean, just the Clayton Act addresses practices like mergers and acquisitions that could create competitive, unfriendly environments or harm consumers. It's the one that requires big companies to notify the government of these types of transactions. I mean, Jesus, man, Rand. What, is, what did they I, it do? It feels to him? like he's been sitting what, on this. What happened? <laughs> what happened? He's got. A, he's clearly got a bone to pick. You're right. This isn't this isn't just like, oh, you know what, guys, Google did something bad. You should look into this. This is pretty much Google hurt me yeah. and broke up with me and yeah. ghosted me at my restaurant. And I have been carrying this for decades. Yeah. And now is the time for my revenge. This is exactly what this feels like. Bitter. Well, you can really see that he's trying to set a wrong or he's trying to right a wrong. Basically, mm-hmm. so I think it seems mm-hmm. like he's trying to get justice for people that are um, being lied to. I think is what it is. And there's some interesting stuff in that report. And that Everything that we kept talking about, we keep going on and on about those uh, search no clicks. Basically, mm-hmm. three-second recap. Google extracts information from websites, displays it in, in search engine result pages, and you don't need to click through the website. Right? So a form of like light, play, plagiarism light. Right? He says that's gone to like 48%, 49%, I think. So 40, it's 49% of the time people search something and don't click on a result. That's a huge jump. It didn't used to be like that. No, it was like, no. it was no. much, much, much lower percentage of the time. So that means for us content marketers, digital marketers, anybody that's trying to do anything online is like Google's basically taking your big slice of the pie. I, I think that's really pissing them off. Well, it, I think there's two things there. It, it pisses him off because one, Rand understands exactly what Google's doing. Yeah. But I also think it's pissing Rand off because the public has no idea. Like when the when the when people search yeah. and they see something pop up immediately, their first reaction is, Oh wow, how convenient. This is exactly what I was looking for. Thank you, Google, and they move on. Yeah. They don't realize that that information <laughs> wasn't cited. There's no um the, the, there's no attribution. Yeah. And this website who did all the research and came up with everything is suddenly now without the click. And when you boil it down to that, it's like it's one click. So who gives a crap about this one click? But no, you multiply that by a billion clicks a second, it, start, it suddenly starts to freaking matter. And 
I think that's what's going on in Rand's head. He knows how it's happening. He knows why it's wrong. And yet people have no idea it's wrong. Mm. That's, I think, even more frustrating to him than the, than the, than the other thing. Um, the fact that we have to explain why it's wrong. And the thing is, if, you, if people don't figure this out, it's just going to flip one day. And people will never know. It'll just be like, yeah, Google's a publisher. They have all the information. Everything that was ever created is under Google. That's why they know. That's why the machine I have in my house answers all the questions that I have. Um, mm. I think that's. I think that's part of Rand's rage. Mm. Rand's rage should be the should be the name of a punk band. Yeah, just throwing that out there. Do you know <laughs> Rand's rage? <laughs> oh God! You know, I was um, I dated somebody once, and she liked to come up with a. Uh, Band names, metal band names, like for mm-hmm. random situations. It's like, oh man, I got to go to the Hurt Dentist today. And she's like, oh, the Hurt Dentist, '90s rock band. That's a screamo. That's the screamo band name. <laughs> <laughs> the Hurt Dentist. Uh, all right, I, I, I uh, derail. Um, so, what's gonna what's gonna happen with this? I mean, he's given the Sherman Act. Jesus, like, I'm mad. Other marketers are mad, but I'm not looking up the Sherman Act mad. He's on a crusade. Well, he knows how. I mean, I think you're right. I think he watched the Google hearing, the Google CEO hearing, and he saw the questions. And granted, you can make the argument it was, quote unquote, political theater that hopefully the politicians weren't that stupid and they were trying to like whatever. But that being said, I think you'd rather be safe and like, here is all the information. These are the acts you should be focusing on. This is why it's wrong. I think Rand is just like, please, God, someone make sure they're intelligent enough to go through all this and bring it up in the investigation because it's it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Like Google's up against, you know, an antitrust case. Mm. Well, they got another thing uh, thrown at them just this week. And I think Rand jumped all over that one, too, that – the lyrics thing, the genius lyrics. Oh, you, did that's you write? You read that article, right? I did, I did, and this was well. Explain what genius is, because right. it, it is it's an interesting name. But genius has something to do with with lyrics of songs, right? Right. So I believe what happened is they've licensed the rights to post lyrics to songs, specifically songs mm-hmm. that are difficult to decipher when you're listening to it. Like you go right. and look up lyrics, you're like, oh, good, that's what they're saying in the song, right? So they do that. However. We've talked about this before. Google will do featured snippets, which means they'll extract part of some content on the web and they'll display it in the search results page. This is a bit of a problem with licensed materials such as lyrics. You actually have to, you know, go through legalese in order to have the rights to to publish that kind of stuff. Google says we're not doing that. We're sourcing it from somewhere else. Yada yada yada. So mm. what this genius company did was they. Put <laughs> they put Morse code in the lyrics. <laughs> what I mean by that is they they changed some of the apostrophes. Uh, they had like a straight up and down, a straight vertical apostrophe, and mm-hmm. they had like a diagonal, like kind of crooked apostrophe, and they would change it every so often in the lyrics so that it spelled out in Morse code, red-handed, and Google pulled <laughs> that snippet directly into search engine result pages to prove that Google was pulling the lyrics, the licensed lyrics from their page into search engine result pages. And it was pulled exactly like that with the apostrophes all 
with the, the Morse code. So they actually published red handed in their search engine result pages. And then they had the <laughs> balls to deny it. After that, they said, we didn't do this. This wasn't us. Unbelievable. Well, they, they can't be evil. Remember they, they, they don't want to be, they're, they're never evil. No, would, they pulled, they pulled that out of their slogan. <laughs> this is why, because they wanted to steal lyrics. <laughs> That was, that was part of the Friday meeting. Hey, everyone, we're yeah. going to be a little evil now yeah. because we want those songs. We need those song lyrics in our snippets. Um, and damn it, we're going to get them. Um, full applause to Genius, man. Um, that's amazing. That's and and on, and, I, and in the article, it's not even just one instance. There's like a hundred instances or like pieces of evidence where this, this, this happened, right? Where the, oh, where the Morse code red-handed message was there. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what the article says. Hold on. Before I even start spreading fake news around, I think it does say, yeah, it's a hundred, a hundred instances of this, uh, of this happening. Um, it's funny and scary all at once because it's exactly what Rand is. Well, one of the things Rand is battling against as like Google being this publisher where it's literally taking all the content from other places and displaying it. It's, um, truly scary. Yeah. The other thing that scares me is that they lied about it. And if they lied about that, where they're literally caught red handed, <laughs> what are, what else are they lying about? That's true. And like, I mean, if this is the thing they're at least going to admit or talk about, what aren't they talking about Yeah, that, um, you know, that this is distracting us from what else is going out there that Google doesn't want us to know? Yeah. You know what? In true above the fold fashion, we're just going to go into the future, man. Like, we have to stop. Like, is Google our Skynet? Are we in the moment in time where we still have an open window where we can stop future Google from running our lives? Is it now? <laughs> All right, John Connor. Do we need to get a shotgun you, and a Mack truck? I'm ready, man. Let's go. <laughs> and you need, a, you need a Harley fat boy, too. We need a Harley fat boy. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And a paper clip in the mouth just in case you get caught. Because and we need the Zuck as the Terminator. <laughs> There's a new Terminator coming out. Oh, Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that with uh, Linda, oh, ha Linda Hamilton's back. She's Lin a I'm, so I'm excited Linda Hamilton's back. But seriously, how is old Arnold? Like, why did that robot a I don't know. So many questions. I don't know. He's, um, he's like 73. I don't care. I'm still going to watch it. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely um, going to watch I mean, it. Come on. Plus, Linda, Linda Hamilton's Hamilton, a badass. Gonna, oh, yeah, yeah, she's a badass. She's an absolute badass. She was a badass um, in Terminator 2. She was jacked. Oh, yeah. I'll watch that. I'll watch that and Mad Max every fucking month. I'll do that. That's a great, part that's of a my, great uh, movie. Man, she was, you remember, is, she was shredding that movie. She was an ass kicker. With a baseball mm -hmm. hat on. She's shooting people. Terrifying. Well, do you remember the first one though? Like she was not that character in the first one. Oh no, like, not the at all. The first one was more about just survival. Like, oh my god, there's this crazy robot that's trying to kill me. Oh yeah, um, she was Play-Doh. She was soft. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to it, I mean, are we at that moment? Is this our Skynet moment where we have to do something before it's too late? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think this is people. I don't think this is machine. I mean. We're not, it's not like we're watching one of those uh, Boston robotics videos where have you seen those, by the way? What in the hell? I have. Oh, my God. Yeah, have you seen I the have. one where they're like teasing it and they're like trying to shove it on the ground? <laughs> no, Dude, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> this It looks like the beginning of a 
fucking horror movie. Yeah, they've got this robot <laughs> that's like trying to open a door and they like shut the door and then they like jam it with a pole and it bounces itself. And there's another one where it's doing box jumps. It's like J.J. Watt doing box jumps from side to side. J.J. <laughs> Watt could be a robot. He seems very robotic. Yeah, I feel like yeah that's, he, he like, might that's be a robot. Actually, I would say Gronkowski's a robot. I mean, there's not a... <laughs> he's, it's like a, a fairly unskilled robot or an... Un, you'd call it like a a narrow intelligence, I think is what they call it. It's, it's not a super intelligence, that's for sure. No, but it's got really it's got a couple of great skills and it only does those things. Yeah. Really. It's it's a it's an iPod classic. That's what it is. Yeah. It does one thing beta. really well. Yeah. It's in beta. Exactly. <laughs> um but you make a good point actually because you're right. It's not all robots. It is people and that's what's leading this tech. Like it's people thinking like this is fine. Of course we'll take this. It, it's we're bringing information to the world and this is going to be part of it. Going all the way back to your question or your concern about ethics in the tech world and why, where could it exist, why doesn't it exist, and, and so on. Um, it definitely feels like a moment right now where you have privacy issues, you have this antitrust case, you have all these, all these things happening with Google and Facebook and all these concerns. It does feel like at some point the dam's going to break and... Maybe it isn't that Google explodes, it's people abandon it. Like going back to the idea of Facebook, maybe Facebook never really, you know, gets killed. It just doesn't get used. Like MySpace, it turns into that where people yeah. just say no. People just vote with their feet and and then yeah. off, off it goes yeah. into the sunset. Yeah. Yeah. I do think, um, and you remember like earlier this year, I told you more people would talk about DuckDuckGo. Um, yeah, you're year, right. Because you're right, and it's starting to happen, man. I mean, and I look, I, maybe, maybe it's because of the t-shirts. I don't know, but more <laughs> people are talking about it. I There's a lot more guilted, like hey. you guilted our guest into sending us a t-shirt. God, you're, I asked a you're valid a swag, question. A mar- <laughs> you're a swag guy. You're a swag whore. I asked a valid question about marketing and like getting. I mean, more people should know about DuckDuckGo. The easiest way. Every successful thing in the world's got a T-shirt. They should have a T-shirt, and it should be everywhere. I, I should be able to buy it at a moment's notice. I got mine. Um, I love those guys. They're awesome. Yeah, they're great. And I think more people are figuring out who they are and what they're about. And I, I do think it's going to rise even more. I mean, they're also up against. Um, they're they're in D.C. now too, fighting the fight about you know privacy and so on. I I do think it's all going to get wrapped up into it. But maybe it's not that these things explode. It's just people walk away. I think that's probably what would happen. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the I don't know what the future holds for this. It's just it's good that we've got people that are maybe overly alarmist, like Rand. <laughs> I could be completely wrong, but he's. Definitely shouting the loudest out of anybody out there. Um, and I think that's good. I think it helps. I think it helps keep these these companies in check because obviously there's no legislative system that can keep up with them. They know what the hell they're talking about. They prove that. Yeah. So I think we yeah. need somebody that knows what they're talking about on our side, you know, speaking for the people. I think that's a trick though. Like you can have, you, you right now you can have one or the other. You can have someone who knows what they're talking about or you can have someone who can speak for the people. But you, I don't know if you have that one person who can do who can do both. Like totally under, like totally understands everything that's coming out of Rand and Spark Toro. Yeah. But getting it to a place where it can be communicated to the general public, 
Right. We said this from day one, man, until our moms understand what digital marketing is, you know, we're failing. Um, that's part of this. Like, we need the general public to understand. Like, it goes back to the idea of them not understanding why it's such a big deal. I think my mom gets it now. I think, I think I've succeeded. Oh, by the way, my grandmother's a regular listener. I didn't realize that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what, four now? Four, five, maybe? We can add that to our, uh, we can add that to our analytics report, which, by the way, you're late on. Where's our, uh, where's our report, man? Where's the above the fold <laughs> mm. metric report? Yeah. That's going to uh, give us our right. numbers. Right, Let's right, see right. It. We should, yeah, we should get that. We'll get that out in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. We know exactly where that report's going. <laughs> oh, you know what? That feels like a natural place to end yeah. in terms of uh, talking about our show notes and, and, uh, and data reports. Um, well, everybody, this was a zero prep job here. This was zero just- prep job. I'm sure none of it's and getting wonderful. edited either. No, because no one, ain't no one got time for that. Ain't no one's got time, got time for that. For that. <laughs> no editing, no prep. Here you go. <laughs> Play it on your commute. But Baker, it was uh, fun as always. I can't wait for the next one. That's probably going to take us what another month and a half to uh, to, to get back on the mics. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think so. I think I think we'll probably find a rhythm again in the summer. But um, thanks everyone. Thank you to Jeff's grandma. <laughs> Love that uh, that you're a listener. Oh, and, last, um, till, last uh, note. Oh, sorry. Hold on, hold okay. on. Okay. Hang. Okay. Hold your horses. I believe, uh, just on the fly here, I think it's been almost exactly one year since we recorded our first podcast. Shut the front door. Yeah, I think, no, I, I, no, I believe it was, I believe it was um, around July, f- uh, second week of July? First week of July. Yeah. You know what? I do recall some sort of like conversation about the 4th of July, like yep. decorations or something about that. Oh, like, a, like, remember it was like a holiday post. Like when is it good to like post during a holiday? Yep. Um, yep. A year. It's been a year. Wow. Podcasting for one year. Still the same shit show we started with. <laughs> We've wasted 12 months of our lives with this. Po- wow, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Here's to, uh, here's to a bunch more and here, Here's to our Scotch episode, whenever the hell that's going to happen, because it's, uh, I'm very curious as how drunk us talk about digital marketing um, <laughs> or Mad Max, because it's probably just going to be 15 or 20 minutes of Mad Max again. Oh, I got a lot more of that in me. Absolutely. <laughs> a lot more material. I might just, I might just read the script and record it. Yeah. <laughs> two, two hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can make the engine sounds. <laughs> Uh, I'll just run around in circles screaming. That's what. I'll, that's what, that'll be my contribution. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, buddy. Well, happy anniversary. Um, I guess what is the? I don't know what the first anniversary is. I think this is like the paper anniversary. But um, maybe yep. I'll send you an email and print it out for uh, our paper anniversary. Sounds <laughs> wonderful. Thanks, everybody. Uh, bye bye. <laughs>